Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Dream Job with Danielle Kobo podcast. I am Danielle Kobo, elite career coach, and I believe every woman has the power to step into their dream job, earn the salary they are worth, and live the life they desire. Each week you join me, you're going to hear from inspiring women who have overcome adversity and leveled up their career. You're going to learn how to eliminate that inner critic that is holding you back from pursuing your dream how to build confidence, create healthy boundaries to transition burnout to re-energize, and gain clarity on how to accelerate your career. It's never too late to pursue your dream job. The time is now. Are you ready? Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dream Job with Danielle Cobo. Today, I have a very special guest, as always. I have our guest is Molly Celine, and you've probably heard her name in the car industry, in the automotive industry. She is the daughter of the automotive icon, Steve Celine. She is the CEO of three companies, automotive companies. She is a race car driver in the GT4. She's a mother, she's a public speaker, and she's been featured in Misfit Garage. I've had the opportunity to know this powerful woman for 20 years now, and she is such an innovative woman in a traditionally male industry, and she just has such an incredible message to share with you today. So thank you so much, Molly, for joining us. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to be here. I love what you're doing. Well, thanks. So tell us a little bit. I mean, you are a female and you work in a predominantly male industry and especially in not only, you know, the automotive industry, you're also a race car driver, you know, talk about that, the need and the excitement and thrill of of racing cars. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how did you go into transitioning into the automotive industry? Because I know from And since knowing you personally, that wasn't initially the direction that you were going to take. Totally. Yeah. So growing up, obviously, um, my dad's race car driver, super successful with it. And um, he started the Celine brand and um, I traveled around the world with him as he raced. And I kind of grew my racing spirit at a very young age, um, just following him around and and seeing that. So I've always been really passionate about racing um, just growing up. Um, I went to school, followed my dad's footsteps. I went to USC. I actually was a double major in psychology and pre-law and was going to try to go down that path. Um, Wanted to maybe do the attorney route and such. Um, But at that time, uh, my father had opened up Celine retail stores and that kind of 
drew my passion in because obviously I like retail, like most women, <laughs> and I really want to grow the Celine brand. And so when I graduated um, from college, I started working for my father full time. And then I worked for a law firm part time just to kind of put my feelers out to see kind of which route I wanted to go. And as I was working and I opened up the Celine retail store um, in Irvine, California, and my passion just grew tremendously from that. I saw the vision that my dad had for the company and I just saw that I was, I should be able to help him take the company to the next level. So I quit doing the law thing and just focused solely on the Celine side of business. And through that, I kind of ran and did multiple jobs within the corporation. So started off, you know, marketing PR, then I opened up the retail store, then I went into operations, purchasing, buying, like you name it, I did it. And so with that, I found an opportunity where I thought maybe we could kind of divide and conquer. And so I thought if he focuses on vehicle sales and getting like the vehicle side of the business, like completely is on his doing and he pushes that and focuses on that. And then there's a huge demand for aftermarket parts. So I was like, let me focus on that. Let me grow that business. as like a separate deal. And we just literally baby that up because there's a big demand for that. So uh, made the big decision and decided to start selling performance parts and ramp that up. And so with doing that, I was able to, uh, grow that up quite a bit. And then I found, I was like, well, hmm, what's the next step here? I'd like to kind of be more in control around destiny. How about we manufacture the parts that we make? Um, because my dad's a complete manufacturer. So everything that's on a sling vehicle is built from the ground up and we, we make it. So, uh, so I started um, acquiring businesses that um, was our providers. And so I'm able to kind of grow it that way, but also have a different tangent and just service the automotive industry in general. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing as far as the automotive side of it. <laughs> and so with that, I was able to get a couple other businesses under our belt and looking to acquire other like-minded businesses and also um, try to get into our supply chain a little bit. So we're in control of our own destiny. And, you know, that is, you obviously wear a lot of hats and I want to really start into when you started working for your dad, I really, there's a lot of misconceptions out there or assumptions out there as to what it's like working family. And I've seen you, you know, and, and been able to observe you in different roles within the organization. And I would almost say, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people that have seen you in this role is it's almost harder to work with family than it is to be an outsider because your, your father had extremely high expectations um, when it comes to you and and you showing up every single day and adding value. Totally. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, it's very hard to work with family, but it's also really hard to, uh, to come up uh, with a successful brand and everything because a lot, a lot of people are like, oh, she just works here because her dad gave her the job. No, I have to work twice as hard to prove myself because everybody thinks it's always given to you and you have to work. You have to work so much harder. And I've been saying that from the beginning because I want people to respect me and recognize that I'm adding value and understanding what I do. So for me, it's like, let's not talk about it. I'm going to show you what I can do. And so you kind of just have to go out there and prove that you deserve to be there and that you 
you want to grow the brand and this is what you want to do. And, and so I think for that aspect of it, um, it's, you literally just have to go out there and do it. And there's so many areas that you've shown up and that you've had to really overcome the assumptions and the myths. And it's not only in the way that you, you know, showed up and worked for your dog. Cause I, I was able to observe over the years, just the hard work, the, the sweat, the tears, the long hours that you put in, you worked harder than anybody else in that organization. And in, in addition to that, you really had to overcome, you know, adversity and assumptions working as a female in a predominantly male industry. And, and tell us a little bit about, you know, when, when people would call when it comes to purchasing automotive parts and they would get you on the line, what would that conversation look like? Really funny. So we'd have so many different types of characters, but a lot of them were pretty funny with the aspect of when someone would call to ask for tech support or wanting to purchase a part, and then they hear a woman's voice on the other end of the line, they would kind of second doubt and be like, oh, can I get transferred to a tech? And I'd be like, yeah, I can assist you with that. Help, you know, what's your issue? And they're like, no, like a tech. <laughs> and so you have to prove to them that you understand the vehicle and you're able to walk them through it. And some guys just straight up will not listen to a woman's voice. And so not only do you have to know everything and be really strong with your delivery of how you're, whatever you're talking about, but you have to know more. And that's what I kind of feel like it's been my whole life is, you know, I have to work twice as hard um, just because it is so male dominated. And a lot of people have expectations and whenever, you know, they'll ask a question, they want to hear it out of a male voice. And so you just literally have to know and be very knowledgeable of what you're trying to sell and prove to them um, to get past that. And I get that with business. I get that with racing, especially um, with racing. It's a whole, it's a whole different deal. Uh, but a lot of guys, yeah, like I always tell people, they flirt on you on pit lane, but then they always try to push you in the wall <laughs> when you're on the track because it's very aggressive. Um, and uh, but there are some gentlemen racers out there that are that are nice and treat you just as a driver and not as a woman. But a lot of people, yeah, just don't assume that a woman would know anything regarding that. And so they are impressed when you are able to deliver and tell them exactly what they need to know about it. And you've had to do this in so many different areas in life. I feel like you're constantly having to prove yourself and show up. And it's whether you know, people have the assumptions that, you know, you're, you just worked for daddy or, you know, you just went to USC, you, you graduated top honors with a dual major. And then on top of that, you weren't just handed the job with your father. You had to work your way in every single division um, within the organization. And then you had to overcome what it's, you know, answering the phone and being able to show that you not only know your parts, you are the expert in it. And then you have to do it as a, um, a race car driver and, and show people that, you know, you're not just racing because your, your father was a race car driver. You really have the skill sets to be a race car driver and be successful. Yeah. And that's a huge part of it too. Obviously I was inspired to go racing because of my father um, but ultimately, like, it's something that you have to be passionate about and that you want to do. And I want to prove myself and I want to prove myself as Molly Celine, not Steve Celine's daughter. And that comes with a lot of expectations too, because when you show up at the racetrack, they, 
they expect something out of you because you come from a racing heritage. And so I want to be able to live up to that also. So. And so let's talk a little bit too. You're not only the CEO of three different automotive parts and a race car driver, you are also a mother. And, you know, talk a little bit about that dynamic between being a CEO and a mother and creating balance in your life. And, and you also, and just let's talk about that, just creating balance in your life and being a CEO and as a mother. It's hard, you know, you're working when you're, when you're CEO of uh, companies, you are working 24 seven. And then as your hobby and what you like to do is racing on the weekends. And obviously I practice quite a bit because I want to be the best in anything that I try to do. And I feel like that kind of is already pushing off on my daughter. I have a three-year-old daughter. Her name is Daisy and she's amazing. And, um, I just get excited for her to be able to tell people that her mommy's a race car driver and she does already and you can do anything that you want and it's funny too because you get a lot of people that will be like oh um your one of your parents is a race car driver they would automatically assume it would be her father and so you're like oh no nope, that would be me her mom and so that's super exciting and she gets really excited to tell people about it and I love that but I think um with the family side of it, just having a really strong support system. I have a partner that totally supports me in everything that I want to do. And I have really crazy big dreams and he completely supports them and will contribute and add and figure out how to make them come true. And so I really think that's like the really most important thing that you could possibly have is to be able to grow and dream. You have to just keep going after them and have somebody that really supports you, you know, just throughout it all, whenever you have a little bit of success, it's so much more sweeter. If you have somebody there that completely helped you get there and we are a great team. And I think Daisy sees that in us. And so whatever we dream of, we can make true. And that's what I want her to see. And I want her to do as well. And you're modeling so much of that. You know, we talk about, we want our kids, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? We want them to have these big aspirations and these goals. And sometimes there's this mom guilt of, oh my gosh, you know, I'm working and should I be home with my kids and being compassionate with yourself and the fact that you're modeling these characteristics for your daughter, you're modeling her to be driven and to follow your passions and to create the lifestyle that you want and that you can really have these big dreams and go after them. And you've had some big dreams. I mean, you, you've, I mean, you've purchased companies, you've wanted to have a TV show, <laughs> you know, and you were really pursuing that. And there's so many big dreams that you've gone after. You've never let anything stop you from pursuing what you want to do. Exactly. And I just, yeah, I keep dreaming and I keep chasing them. Still working on that TV show. I'm still working. I want to acquire more businesses. I want to grow the Celine brand into a household name. I, there's a lot of things that I want to do. And I feel like you just stay focused and keep dreaming and it will happen. Hey, it's Danielle Cobo, and I'm jumping in real quick to thank you for listening to the Dream Job with Danielle Cobo podcast. If you're feeling undervalued, overwhelmed, want to gain clarity on how to level up in your career, and are feeling discouraged and frustrated at applying to jobs online with no results, I can support you. 
I've had several clients who have attracted their dream job without applying online and have significantly increased their earnings. I can support you by creating a clear career plan, developing your brand and amplifying your leadership voice, connecting with my network of over 160 recruiters, excel through the interview process and negotiate your offer letter. I encourage you and invite you to go to my website, www.daniellecobo.com and schedule your free career discovery call. I believe everyone has the power to step into their dream job and earn the income they are worth. I look forward to connecting with you today. So what are, you know, what are three things that you want our listeners to hear, to take away from our conversation on how to, you know, pursue your dreams and, and create the businesses that you want and having the balance. What, what advice would you give to working women out there? I would say just stay focused on what you want to do, even if it's a male dominated field or not, or whatever challenges there are, um, just stay focused on it, dedicate a portion of every single day towards achieving that. And, um, stay passionate. Yeah. I mean, that's some great advice because you've, you've definitely had passion through the years. And then I also want to recognize and acknowledge the fact that it's okay to pivot in life, right? So you, you know, you initially started where I was going to, you were going to do law and then you were also kind of putting your foot in, into the, the car business, automated business. And you explored both of them and you didn't just go follow your father's footsteps. It ended up what it ended up being because you had that passion for it, but you still explored other, um, other opportunities and careers. Exactly. And I'm still doing that, you know, different for me, anytime an opportunity arises, my answer is yes. I just want to get involved and kind of get familiar with it and see if it's something that I want to do. And then you definitely pivot and go towards that. My it's constantly changing and there's always something else that I want to do. And so, um, for me, it's just, my answer is always yes. And to try to go after it and there, I am still pivoting and I'm trying to get, there's lots more in my future. And we talk a lot, you know, on some of the other episodes about saying yes, because it's easy to stay in our comfort zone and it's easy to have these, you know, these moments where we're going, yeah, I want to do that. But like, how am I going to do that? And sometimes you don't have the how Sometimes you say yes, and you figure out the how on the way. Exactly. So, so where can, where can our listeners find you? So uh, you can find me on Instagram, Molly Celine, also on Facebook, find me on LinkedIn, and then um, shop our sites, celineperformance.com, xenon.com, and 3dcarbon.com. And then also, how about your racing? So for racing, you can follow me along with the GT4 racing series with SRL. Awesome. So many different areas to find you and follow you. And I encourage all of you out there to follow Molly because she really does push the envelope out there. And um, 
And she just has built such an incredible empire and really, like she says, says yes to a lot of things. So I encourage you to follow her. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Dream Job with Danielle Cobo. I encourage you to and invite you to write a review, write a comment. If there's anything that you want to specifically hear on this um, podcast, direct message me. You'll find me on Instagram and Facebook at the Danielle Cobo. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I want to hear from you. I want to hear not only what you've taken away from today's episode, also what you want to hear in future episodes. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.